Hello and welcome to Philip Ullman's Five Masters series, where I am very happy to say that we have just reached one and a half million views. So thank you. Now, today's topic of discussion is creating employment for the future. We all know about unemployment and the effect that that has on the world. So how do we go about reshaping the current system to create a freer and fairer society? Well, to, joining us today to discuss that is Benita Matowska. Benita, welcome. And of course, Philip here as well. Great to be here. Um, when it comes to our jobs, what we do for a living, we spend the majority of us a large part of our lives doing that. And if we're trying to live meaningful lives, then I would imagine that meaningful employment plays a big part in that. So just to start things off, what is it? What's meaningful employment? Well, for me, meaningful employment is really about what makes you want to get out of bed on a morning. It's what gives you a purpose in life. It's also, of course, what provides you with a livelihood. It's what enables you to maintain a good standard of living. And it has a direct correlation to happiness and also well-being and health. So really how we work, where we work, how we feel about our work, our connection to our work is absolutely core to our well-being, our happiness, how we connect with others in society yeah. and what gives us a purpose. Yeah, 100% agree with that. What about you, Philip? Yes, similar idea. It's got to be about relationships. Um, just thinking back to, to the Bible, which is actually where I'm anchoring all my, my thoughts um, as of the last few months and everything I try to see what the, the Bible's perspective is. Um, it starts with creation, with, with creative work, um, and God creates the world. And we're told to, to work six days a week, and it's got to be creative work. It's got to be building relationships. And it's also, I think, again, based on the, uh, the biblical idea, it can't be servitude. So what that means is the work has to be enabling people to make decisions. I think we, we forget that. In many workplaces, um, I've been there, where it's top-down command and control. If... Um, you're in a job where you're almost making no decisions, where it's all mm. process, you're almost um, a machine. So I think meaningful employment has to be mm. human employment, where you're making choices, when you're making decisions. And, and many of the jobs that exist in, in, in this world at the moment are not meaningful, are yeah. not decision-making at Absolutely. the level of, of the work. Well, that's exactly what I was just thinking. I was like, hang on, well, what you're saying, this doesn't seem to apply to, I would say, uh, the vast majority of jobs at the moment. How many people can truly say that that's how they feel? How many people truly do want to spring out of bed in the morning and go, can't wait to get to go, get to work? I mean, I would argue there's certainly a shift happening in society. I think as we see the development of more purpose-led businesses, for example, as the world is increasingly in crisis, we've got a climate crisis, we've got a crisis of poverty, and we have many political, um, environmental, economic challenges happening in the world. We need a whole wide spectrum of talent, of uh, experience to be able to contribute to that world of work. 
And what we're seeing in the world of business is that businesses are no longer only able to create commercial value. They need and are required increasingly to deliver social value and environmental value. And in order to be able to, for more people to have meaningful work, to be able to provide the solutions that are needed in society to tackle poverty, to tackle the climate crisis, we need to have businesses, better businesses that are making that positive contribution. I have to slightly disagree, if you don't mind, um, because the problem with the current business world, which I've been involved in all my life, is it's not focused on delivering those meaningful jobs. Its focus is on profit, which we all know. And profit is this mythical number. I'm an accountant, so I know um, there's no real profit. It's, it's all about the assumptions and the numbers uh, that you manipulate. And therefore, the purpose of the business is to make the profit. And in the world of listed companies, it's predict and control. You want to be able to show the city um, exactly what profit you expect to make, and then you've got to deliver it. Of course, the real world isn't like that because things don't actually turn out the way because the world is in the machine. So because at the top of the system, we've got this profit drive, everything's about profit and and and. Um, and therefore, that's the way the businesses are run. So the profit is set, it's predicted, um, and you are working to a budget. Um, the whole budgeting process is artificial. And by definition, it now means that your purpose isn't to look after people or to look after nature. It is to make a profit. Mm. And, and the combination of do good and make profit, which is what some people perceive to be uh, social enterprise, to me, would never work. You have to move to a model purely focused on purpose um, without the profit motive driving everything. So how can you get to that? Is that actually achievable in reality? Definitely. Definitely. And it has to be achieved. Um, so again, based uh, on biblical study it's not these are not my disease this comes out of the study um what we have to move away from um is focused on profit to focus on meeting people's needs i that that's the way the bible looks at it everyone has an obligation to um, meet the needs of everyone else and it's needs not desires so everybody has needs what and the needs are not almost i mean what do we need food clothing, and meaningful employment. There's definitely, that is one of those needs that we have. Mm. And we ask you, Benita, why do you think meaningful employment is a need? Do you accept it's a need? I absolutely accept it's a need. I also believe that what's happening is, is that people are making different kinds of decisions. So consumers, for example, are choosing where they buy their goods from, Increasingly, um, there's lots of evidence to show that companies that have good, positive environmental social governance are more profitable. So there is now a direct correlation between creating value for people, i.e. feeding those needs, understanding those needs, delivering on those needs and the needs of the planet and profitability. So we're seeing, for example, the rise of B Corp, the B Corp movement where companies, again, have a requirement, a certification to deliver on their environmental and social governance. So I see a big shift happening. And 
given the kinds of crises that we're facing, we need those companies that are able to under, better understand that the value they need to be delivering is precisely that social and environmental value. Again, I'm going to get in trouble here, but I have to disagree. <laughs> please, please, I will, will disagree with that because that's what I've been working on for a long time. I was working on a project with Professor Colin Mayer of Oxford University of Side Business School on the future of the corporation. And his view was it was about purpose. And there were lots and lots of um, um, high-flying business people and lawyers, accountants, uh, uh, trade union members. It was a wide range of people. And this debate about... And there were B Corps members on that. And I, the guy who originated B Corps was on that. Uh, and I got in trouble for saying that, that B Corps doesn't work. It, it, it will never work because there's a conflict this is the problem that, that right at the root of capitalism. You can't have more than one purpose. This concept, I will do good and I will also make a profit. How do you decide? Because, for example, um, uh, to treat a patient in hospital uh, might require endless amounts of drugs and, and, and treatment. There's no profit because fundamentally you have to provide more and more um, so I, I've, I've seen the research. It, it, it's not authentic. I'm straight. They're authentic. They're, the people say this. Yes, um, you make, um, uh, you, you meet uh, the, the ESG, you'll make more profit. It's not true. It simply is not true. Um, because um, very simply, because why should, it's almost a myth. Why should um, profit, which is this artificial number, which doesn't really mean anything. It, it's, actually grow just because you're doing good and the answer is it doesn't grow so that's what we have to you have to have a single purpose and and you and you can't have two purposes and that and and you've got to move away from predict and control which is the capitalist model with you you, you budget you you've, to a sense and respond you need to sense you need to build a system mm. for sensing people's needs you have to respond to those needs and that's is the purpose. The purpose is meeting needs, which is, which is a completely different uh, mindset. Mm. And Benita, what do you think about that? Because obviously meeting needs is crucial, but do you think you can have both? It is crucial. I absolutely, I know that you can have both. I've worked in lots of social enterprises, but I think also we're living in a society where we name and shame those companies that don't do the right thing. Um, you know, we've seen that over, you know, over recent years where companies that are behaving irresponsibly towards the planet, towards the people who work for them. We saw it during the pandemic with companies like Boohoo that were producing fast fashion and with people in appalling, appalling conditions. And when we see this time and time again, people are companies are being named and shamed. And those companies, you know, su subsequently go on to suffer economically. Many of them go out of business because people are much more savvy. People want something more now and they want to know where their goods came from. Um, you know, people spend you know, a huge amount of time making those kinds of decisions and those purchasing decisions. And we are seeing when you start to look at the numbers and I, I do disagree, Philip, um, when we start to look at the numbers of some of these companies, we are seeing greater profitability from those companies who are treating their workers fairly. Um, we also see, of course, a lot of this naming and shaming that happens. Um, you know, brand reputation is incredibly important these days. Um, and people don't want to be associated necessarily with those companies that are not doing the right thing. 
Um, so it's, you know, it's a tricky area, but we've certainly seen the growth of social enterprises and also the impact that they're having on the economy. Let me explain to you the reason why it doesn't work. <laughs> so I'm not accepting your arguments, I'm afraid. Um, but the reason why it doesn't work is because the purpose of a company, the way the law, certainly in this country, in America, is, is to meet the needs of the shareholders. That, it, it's Section 172 of the Companies Act. The purpose is to meet the needs. And that's only one small group. And what it says is you have to... And there are, there are secondary objectives, but none of those can counter that meet the needs of the shareholders. It's simply, that's the purpose of a company. Um, why should it be? Why should I only focus on one very narrow group and ignore everyone else? So once you've got that fundamental misalignment at the heart of the company, it can't work because your purpose, literally the purpose of the company is to make look after one shareholder and therefore if the purpose of the shareholders and therefore everyone else has to be by law treated less importantly and therefore you're going to try to pay your workers the minimum you can get away with you're not going to be saying um what are your needs um, <clears throat> um how can i meet those needs because that's not what your purpose is so so how then do we move towards that purpose changing from being all about the shareholders to being about people, to, to, to meeting people's needs, everybody's needs. What yeah, it needs a fundamental rethink of, amongst other things, the, the whole corporate governance world. So we have to move away from profit as, as the driver um, to meeting needs. So we need to have almost a register of people's needs. I mean, it's because of this that, that, that we have the levelling up problem. So uh, I've been doing some work with Morris Glassman, Lord Glassman, um, in Grimsby. And in fact, the whole of the department that Michael Gove is heading um, is fundamentally because a company doesn't recognise the place. There's no place in the model for looking after the needs of a particular geography or for meeting the needs of particular people. So until your purpose actually becomes, I'm going to meet the needs of everyone, I'm going to meet the needs of the planet, you're not going to. It's as simple as that. And therefore, we have to start actually understanding what those needs are um, and creating very simple systems for measuring them. The current systems, the, the ESG, the, 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 the net zero, I, I was at a, 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 a gathering last night um, and... There was a young woman who was saying that she, she, she was actually a Christian and she said that she approaches lots of young Christians and they, they never, ever mention net zero as a concern because it's too obscure, it's too mm. mythical. They don't know what it means. Yeah. It's too complicated. And, and therefore, we have to start to create measures that everyone understands. So it's been a really, really interesting discussion. Yes, we, of course, have had the overall topic of employment, but it's been great because we've actually had quite a few other things and elements coming in, which has been really good. So thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. Discussion. Thank you. And thank you for watching. Do remember to hit the subscribe button. Very important. And hopefully we'll get those views up next time we see you as well. Until that next time, take care. Goodbye. Goodbye.